idea what we were dealing with, and we never dreamed that we would actually be able to figure out who he was. By the time he came to Velisca, the man from the train had been murdering randomly selected families for a decade and a half. People had been executed for his crimes. People had been lynched for his crimes. And people were rotting away in prison for his crimes. Skeptical? Of course you're skeptical. You're either skeptical or you're stupid. And you don't look stupid. But hear me out. Have I got a story to tell you? Bill James Velisca The devil came to Velisca on June 9, 1912, and to this day, if you mention Velisca to anyone from Iowa, the first thing they will think about is the murders. It was a Sunday night, and the street lights were out due to a dollars and cents dispute between the city and the power company. Without lights, the overcast skies had returned Velisca to the choking blackness that was a normal part of human experience until late in the 19th century, but which many people now have never experienced. There was a Children's Day service at the Presbyterian Church. Josiah and Sarah Moore and their children attended and participated in the service, which Sarah had helped to organize. At the end of the service, two little girls who were friends of Catherine Moore, Ina and Lena Stillinger, went home for the night with the Moore family. There were eight people that night in the Moore house, J.B. and Sarah Moore, their four children, ranging in age from five to eleven, and the two Stillinger girls. On the morning of June 10th, the house was quiet. At 7 a.m., a neighbor noticed that no one was stirring outside, and chores were not being done. The chickens had been left squawking in the chicken coop. She knocked on the door, but the door was locked and there was no answer. She let the chickens out of their coop and called Russ Moore, who was J.B.'s brother. Russ Moore had a key to the house. As the neighbor waited on the porch, he forced open the door and went in. Everyone in the house was dead. Eight people had been murdered with an axe inside a locked house in a small, quiet Midwestern town. The man from the train had struck again and vanished once more into the blackness of the night. Section 1, 1909 to 1912 Chapter 1, The Bloody Penny Buchanan County, Virginia, in which Hurley is located, is very sparsely settled and is very rugged, reported the Washington Post. Communication by telephone and telegraph is decidedly limited and slow, making the scene of the tragedy practically inaccessible and details of the developments exceedingly hard to secure. The first newspaper accounts of the Meadows family murders, published the day after the crime, state that bloodhounds were rushed to the scene and in a short time they took up the trail of three supposed murderers in a cornfield which adjoined the home. There the footprints of three men were found impressed in the soft soil. 
a posse of citizens, heavily armed, are following the bloodhounds, bent on lynching the murderers if they are captured. The murders occurred in a log cabin on a mountain in Virginia, in a place that is about five miles east of Kentucky, about five miles west of West Virginia, and, perhaps of more relevance to our story, within a mile of the railroad. On the night of September 21, 1909, six persons were murdered, and the cabin that had been their home was set on fire. The man of the house, George Meadows, was found outside the cabin with his skull crushed and two bullet holes in his torso, his head nearly cut off. He was found half-dressed and with a pencil in his hand. The log cabin had belonged to his mother-in-law, Betty Justice, who was known to the community as Aunt...